the mind and body, the, the physical world, material world, these are all aspects of nature, the natural order. They are, they are dhamma jati, born of the dhamma. In this way it's helpful, skillful, to recognize that even though there's the say, appraisal, the way the mind, the body is held as who and what I am, these are aspects of nature. The mind is not a person. The mind is Dhamma. The body is not a person. The body also, its very fabric is the Dhamma. It's the Dhamma itself is the fundamental nature, the source of mind and body, the physical and, and the mental, spiritual. The conditioned habits, particularly with relationship to our thoughts, our emotions, our memories, our feelings, sensations, is to make them into a person. I feel, I think, I remember. I'm hot, I'm cold. I'm comfortable, I'm uncomfortable. I approve, I disapprove. The habits of conditioning run very deeply. Very convincing, very familiar. There automatic for most people most of the time. So to practice the Dhamma is to practice the challenging of those assumptions. To acknowledge that conditioning, to see that, to know that, to feel that. And to challenge it. As the streams of thought create my list of things to do, what I like, what I'm worried about. To develop the practice, to develop the, the eye of Dhamma, seeing things in terms of Dhamma, practicing Dhamma, then we meet that, acknowledge that. Here is the mind thinking what I must do. Here is the mind thinking I regret that thing that I said, I did. Here's the mind thinking, I'm looking forward to some event in the future. This is what the mind is thinking. As a human body, a human mind, it can think. Here are these thoughts. They arise, they take shape, they flow along, they dissolve. They don't have to be believed, they don't have to be taken to, a, to be a person or belonging to a person. The mind isn't a person, the mind is Dhamma. So particularly at the beginning of a formal retreat time, we have a lot of opportunity to look directly at the mind, the body and the, the activity of the living system. This is the 
ideal opportunity to examine that, to look at those habits of conditioning and to challenge them in this way. So as the mind produces streams of thought and feeling, waves of emotion, liking, disliking, excitement, depression, practicing the Dhamma, those are appreciated as patterns of nature, arising, taking shape, dissolving. So we can use these reflections to bring to mind, this is not a person, it doesn't belong to a person. It's just a pattern of experience. Just like the wind blowing through the trees, the leaves falling to the ground. A pattern of perception, arising, taking shape, dissolving, passing by. It's not a person, it doesn't belong to a person. Just like we don't own the wind or own a leaf, a cloud. It's ridiculous to think in that way. Similarly, these thoughts, these emotions, these feelings and memories, plans, excitements and anxieties, they're not a person, they don't belong to a person. They don't have an owner. So bringing these reflections to mind as the flow of thought and feeling, perception, emotion arises, applying that, here's a pattern of thought, here's a pattern of emotion, a pattern of perception, here it is. It arises, takes shape, dissolves. It's not a person, doesn't belong to a person. Notice the effect of that kind of reflection. When the mind sees things in that way, it, in that moment, even if it's just for a finger snap, half a second, there's an oh, and it knows that. There's that clear intuition, that's the fact. It isn't a person, it's just a pattern of perception, a pattern of sense consciousness, arising, taking shape, dissolving, that's all. And that which knows the pattern of perception is not limited by it. That knowing isn't a person, doesn't belong to a person either. It's a knowing faculty, vicha, awakened awareness, knowing the pattern of each moment. One way of helping to they appreciate the, the flow of thought and to let go of its content, to see, disengage from the, the meaning or the, the personal quality of thoughts and emotion and feeling. As that's appreciated or recognized, we use the breath, the feelings of the breath, particularly the, the quality of the out-breath to help the mind to let go. The out-breath, the exhalation is a natural way of releasing, relaxing.
And by focusing the attention, using the breath as a, a central focal point, something to center the attention on, using the in-breath and the out-breath as a, an anchor for attention. Pay particular attention, focus more closely on the out-breath. This is a natural and easy way to support that quality of letting go. When you notice the attention getting caught on a like or a dislike, a hope or a fear, an opinion, notice that, feel that. Let the out-breath carry it away. Let it dissolve. At the beginning of a uh, formal retreat period, I always like to emphasize the the quality of attitude, the way in which we uh, say set about working with the body, with the mind. It's very easy to get into an attitude of contention, making our thoughts, our feelings, the sensations of the body into a problem or something that's say, intruding upon my practice trying to get rid of our thoughts as unwanted intruders, things that don't belong. It's easy for the mind to set up a kind of argument with the body, with the mind, physical sensations, thoughts and feelings. To work with that, to set a, a more skillful framework for the practice, then it's most helpful to establish an attitude of loving-kindness, a receptivity, so that you're not setting up an argument with thoughts and feelings with the body, not making those streams of thinking and emotion into a problem or something that shouldn't be there, but rather there's an openness of heart. If it arises, you receive it, know it, it's not a problem, it's not an invader, not an intruder. They can be received with an open heart. But the work that we're doing is simply changing the attitude towards them. So just as there might be a physical sensation of an ache or feeling cold, uh, the cold wind on the skin, an unwanted thought, a painful memory, don't set that up as a, a problem or a, as a, an intruder, but rather have that open-hearted, accepting quality. Here it is, in this moment, it's like this. Receiving it, accepting it, but changing the attitude towards it. Not seeing it as anything personal, not me or mine. So there's a basic friendliness an openness of heart. A benevolent, benevolent relationship to all experience. Then we're working with an attitude 
of friendliness, kindness, in tune with the way nature is, rather than fighting against it, resenting it, complaining about it. When we set this attitude, set this basic relationship to experience in place, establish that, then it makes it much easier, much more straightforward to work with whatever is arising, whether it's pleasant and easy, or strange, uncomfortable, challenging. It makes it all much more workable. The heart is ready to appreciate and work with whatever the flow of experience is, whether we like it or dislike it, whether it's wanted or unwanted. There's a, a readiness, an ease in the attitude. In terms of an object of concentration, to use as a focal point, one can use the the rhythm of the breath, and uh, as I was saying, the particular the out-breath is a, a very natural and helpful way of letting go. So often at the beginning of a retreat, the mindfulness of breathing is the most helpful and say, uh, tangible reference point. The rhythm of the breath, it's always, it's always here, never goes away. But if one prefers to use something else, say like listening to the inner sound, the, the sound of silence, it's quite all right as well. I feel it's important for people to make their own choices, to find what is beneficial, what is helpful. But for most people, Certainly at the beginning of a retreat period, the mindfulness of breathing is the most reliable, tangible reference point. Not just when we're sitting, but also can be while we're doing the walking meditation or carrying about our ordinary everyday activities, just noticing the flow of the breath. Irrespective of what the mind states are, irrespective of the activity of the, the body, the breath goes on, ever-present. So that reminds us that this body, this living system, is part of the natural order. It's not personal. The body breathes on its own. It's not something that I have to do, that's something I am willing. But it reminds us this body, this life, is part of the natural order. It's not a personal thing. In particular, in particular, the quality of the out-breath. Notice that. Use that as a way of relaxing. Letting go. Whenever the mind is getting caught in a mood, being depressed, being excited, being irritated, being worried, Whatever it might be, notice that, feel that. 
And then when, as the next breath comes, let the out breath carry it away. Let its, its personhood, the sense of I and me and mine as the owner, as the doer, let that fade. The mood might still be there, like the cold wind might still be there on the skin. The ache might still be there in your knee or your back, but let go. Let the heart be at ease with it. Use the out-breath as a way of relaxing that self-creating attitude. So it can be known, oh, it's just a feeling. It's just a sensation. It's just a memory. It's just a worry. That's all. It's not a person. It doesn't belong to a person. And when that letting go has happened, the out-breath flows, is that relaxing? Even if it's just for a moment, even just to a small degree, notice the difference that it makes. In that instant that the grasping stops, that the relaxation happens, notice how things have changed. Even if it's just to the tiniest degree, that that self-creating, ahankara, eye-making, Mamankara fades. Even if it's just to a small degree, notice what a difference that makes. When the personhood is seen as transparent, empty, notice how much more spacious, peaceful, easeful the experience of the present is. Notice for yourself, explore it. In this way we become clear that what the, what the state of grasping and holding on, personalizing is like, that tension of self-creation, what that feels like, and then when there's a relaxation, an easing, a letting go, when the grasping stops, how does that feel? What is that quality? So this is known directly, immediately, and then that's what guides our practice. <laughs>